Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast, where we talk all things fitness and nutrition from our own unique viewpoints. Whether you're 20, 30, 40, or beyond, we've got you covered. On this episode, we talk holiday eating. The holidays are just around the corner, and we want to help you to be able to enjoy the season while reducing your stress around food and fitness and staying true to your fitness goals. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello. Well, hello, Nicole. How are you? Good. Hi, Sam. Hi. Hi. Welcome, welcome, ladies. How are you today? So fabulous. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say fabulous and you beat me to it. <laughs> what have you girls been up to this morning? Working away and dealing with the cold, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, I can kind of hear that a tiny bit. Yeah, I sound like I'm like smoking like 10 cigarettes. Like an <laughs> Is that what you've been doing this morning? You've been smoking? Yeah, it's part of my health routine. Part of the health routine. <laughs> Eat right, work out, smoke. Exactly. <laughs> Sam, what have you been up to? Um, I was coaching this morning, doing some client stuff, and I got a massage. Nice. You got a massage. Yeah. Nice. Do you yeah. do that a lot? Um, I have actually been doing it more frequently because my clients have been amazing and have been gifting me massages. What? I don't know if that's like a hint that I need to <laughs> take more time for me or what, but I'm not mad about it. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Go Sam's clients. I know. Right. They're so amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I just finished working out. Nice. Had a fabulous workout. Tried something fun and new today. I did speed deadlifts, which I'm not done a ton of before and they were really really fun that's going awesome. going fast is fun yeah and then I did and then I did something I hate which you know you can't only do the stuff you like I had <laughs> slow eccentric Bulgarian split squats in my program this morning Ooh. with a those... dead stop with a dead stop <laughs> no not with a dead stop thankfully <laughs> thankfully no you must have not sent that message no dead stop but there was four seconds of lowering so that was that's brutal. That, that was like death. Yeah. <laughs> but they're done. So that is good. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, had some calls with online clients and I have to share something with you ladies. So this, I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. And I thought this was just a brilliant idea my client had. So this is one of my online clients and she's been struggling with um, lots of calories adding up from, you know, snacking throughout the day, like licks, bites and taste kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her, like what, what were her ideas for what we could do about this? And she had heard something once and I just thought it was brilliant. She said that she was going to get like a little Tupperware and leave it on her counter. And that every time she went to take a bite of something, she was instead of eating it, but this is for a day, this is just an experiment, not a new plan, like a little experiment. She was going to put it in this dish so that by the end of the day, she could see how much was actually in there that she had not planned on eating. Whoa. Cool. Isn't that a great little experiment? Yeah. I just thought like, wow, what an eye-opening thing. So she's going to try it tomorrow and see like how much is in this dish by the end of the day. That is really, really cool. Yeah. And I think I like great because a lot of us are visual people. Yes. So seeing it physically in front of you is like, oh my God, what did I yeah. eat? Or Can you imagine? Eat? Yeah. Like there's the three French fries <laughs> I almost took from my kid's plate and you know. Yeah. The half a Hershey bar and the handful of nuts and all that kind of stuff. I could really add up. Yeah. Sure. 
So, all right. Well, today we're going to be tackling the subject of holiday eating. Super exciting that exactly two weeks from today is Thanksgiving. Can you believe that? No, I cannot. (laughs) What do you guys typically do? What are your Halloween? What are your Halloween? What are your Thanksgiving traditions, Nicole? Um, Well, our tradition is to have a Thanksgiving party in the morning. So we bought our house like nine years ago and my husband started this um, morning party at 9am with mimosas and bloodies. Um, And all our friends would come over. And then as we all started having kids and all the kids would come over. And then last year I was super grumpy and I said he couldn't have the party. And so this year I said, you can have the party back. Ah, so you start the day with this party and then you just keep on going right through like turkey and all of that? Yeah, we keep going. And usually I miss half of Thanksgiving dinner at my in-laws because I've got one of the kids who are napping at our house. Um, ah. Yeah, so and then I'm always grumpy. But now the kids are like, they're really out of the nap stage and they're so into. I'm like, we might as well just do the party this year. So you're going to do the party and then you go to your in-laws for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Well, this year I switched it because I usually do Christmas and they do Thanksgiving and I switched it this year because I figured if everyone's at my house anyways, I might as well just do Thanksgiving Mm. and then I can relax on Christmas because I'm always cleaning up the toys and getting ready for Christmas dinner. And I was like, I need to change how I do things because I always end up stressed out. Good plan then. Yeah. Good plan. Yeah. Sam, how about you? What are your Thanksgiving traditions? What do you do? Well, my birthday falls on Thanksgiving. Um, what? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> it's like the best gift ever. So <laughs> this year. Will it be birthday, this year? No, this year my birthday is on Monday. It's on the 26th. Okay. Um, but we just have a huge party at my parents' house and all like my cousins and aunts and uncles, whatever. They come and we celebrate my birthday, Thanksgiving, and my sister's birthday, who's like a week later. And it's just like a huge party and it's, it's like, it makes me so happy just having everyone together. That's, yeah, that's what I do. That's (laughs) fun. We have like a three day event at my house. Um, Our, our celebrating starts the night before we have a friend who hosts a pie party. Have you guys ever heard of a pie party? Oh, no, but I can know. <laughs> so it's kind of a newer thing in recent years. I've heard of a bunch of people doing these. So I guess the idea comes from the fact that on Thanksgiving, we make these yummy pies, but we're often too full to enjoy them. Yes. And so somebody came up with the grand idea of the night before the holiday, you host a party that's just about <laughs> pie. And so my, my friend, I, I don't know about a, this. <laughs> she invites an entire house. It's a big party. And we all bring a pie and then everyone shares pie. Awesome. And so that's literally, it's just talking in pie and, and hanging out. And so that's how our, our Thanksgiving Eve starts. We all bring a pie. And then of course uh, we have Thanksgiving dinner. I always host here at my house. I've hosted here for a good long time. I have kind of like a stragglers party. My whole family doesn't live here uh, where I do. And so I invite a bunch of other people who don't have family in the area and I kind of purposely look for people who are, are kind of newer to my group of friends and try and invite kind of people who don't have places to go. So Aww. I host a, a big party here and we eat all the traditional food and then we do minute to win it games. So that's super fun. And Wait, then the day. What's a minute to win it game? You don't know what a minute to win it game is? Yeah. What is that? What? I don't really? Know. Oh my yeah. gosh. So it used to be a TV show years ago, like four years ago. Oh. And 
you have a minute to do all kinds of different crazy activities. Okay. You've got, you guys have got to like YouTube minutes to win a game. They're hilarious. <laughs> so, um, there are all kinds of things. Like there's one, you put a pair of pantyhose on your head and in the bottom of the pantyhose, like in the feet are tennis balls and you wear it on your head. And then you have to, in a minute, try and knock over as many soda bottles as you can. And it's, it's hilarious. And so we'll have everybody from like the old people to the little kids trying to play this. And so you see who can do it fastest. Or you like try and use a straw to suck M&Ms up from one plate and put them down on another plate. And you see how many you can move in a minute. It's like oh complete God. ridiculousness. Oh my God. I need like this video. Like I need a tutorial and I also need a live stream of your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so I haven't, I always come up with a new one. So I have to come up with some good ones this year. I don't have anything yet. So, and then we roll into the next day and I have a friend who hosts her very first, she tries to host the first holiday party of the year. So she hosts her Christmas party on Black Friday. She calls it a Black Friday party. So then, <laughs> then we go right into the Black Friday party the next day. So oh speaking God. of holiday eating, yeah. it's, it's a three-day food festival that I, that, I, um, that I encounter each year. So talk to me, ladies, about holiday eating. How have you struggled with it in the past? Have you struggled with it? And if so, like, how is it different now? Sam, do you want to talk about that first? Sure. Um, okay. So I think, let's see, going back to like when I first started losing some weight, um, it was actually, I had signed up for a gym membership on my birthday, kind of crazy, but I did. And so that would have been right around Thanksgiving time. And I remember, I don't necessarily remember the act, like exact details of that first Thanksgiving, like trying to be a little bit healthier, but I do remember just the general holiday eating and really struggling with it because like my my intentions were to like oh I'm gonna eat clean like I'm not gonna eat anything that's not on you know in my program in my meal plan and that soon went out the window very fast because it's easy to say that but as soon as the food is around you like it's kind of hard when your environment you know doesn't um support your goals as easy as you know as you want to so I think after a few days of being surrounded by that stuff I kind of just like gave in and I remember having like the the kind of like bucket mentality like well I had a cinnamon roll so I'm just gonna go for the apple pie and the ice cream and probably some pecan pie like by the end of the dinner I remember just being like very very full because I felt like this was the last chance I was gonna have to eat yeah. any of this stuff and it was almost like uh you know um this mentality of like scarcity and I was scared I wasn't gonna be able to eat it again so I just was like all right I'm gonna go for it <laughs> yeah I think that I think that's all like really common experience like what you just described I think a lot of people struggle like that okay well before we talk about how it's changed for you Nicole tell us how the struggles you've had in the past with holiday eating if you've had any um yes so Gosh, I probably spent 10 years and not just at Thanksgiving. So I would do this like if my husband and I went to like a really nice steak restaurant, I would just feel like I need to eat everything because like what Sam said, that scarcity mentality. And then I would be so stuffed like Al Bundy status, unbuttoning the pants, <laughs> like yeah, just too much. And like, and that happened every Thanksgiving. I thought this is like, this is like the food day of the year. Like this is the biggest food day of the year. Like I have to take advantage of this mm. and eat as much as possible and feel really stuffed and disgusting. Um, and then tell myself that I feel like a slop because it's the tryptophan and the turkey, not because I just ate so much crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and I've had similar experiences. I've definitely lived that exact experience that you ladies both described where I just feel kind of like it's all here and this is my chance and I better enjoy it now. So I would eat a lot, but I've also struggled the other way um, over the holidays when I was doing really in my mind doing really well. Um, And I would actually count calories on the holiday and, um, there were times that I just didn't enjoy myself because, you know, I was out of calories and the celebration was just beginning and I stressed myself out. And in my mind, I was successful because I got through the day with the right number of calories. But now looking back on it, I don't see that as a success. I see that as what a waste of my day, right? I'm supposed yeah. to be enjoying, the, I'm supposed to be enjoying this time with my family and my friends. And I'm, you know, concerned about like how many calories are in the mashed potatoes. So yeah. I have struggled in both directions. So the question is, this is a universal struggle that I that I hear people talking about for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for that entire season in between. So let's talk about strategies you ladies have used to deal with that or things you've helped your clients do as they struggle that. Let's talk about the actual holiday days first, and then maybe we can kind of talk about what we can do in between in that whole season, because it's kind of different, at least in my mind, like what you do on the actual holiday versus what you do from the end of Thanksgiving to the beginning of Christmas. So Nicole, what, what kind of strategies do you suggest? Um, So first and foremost, like I always tell my clients, like I want them to enjoy themselves. Like even if they're in a fat loss program, like a lot of my clients, some of my clients will totally track macros, but a lot of my clients aren't even ready to track their macros fully yet. So I always want them like if they have an event on the weekend, I want them to enjoy it. I want to make sure that like, they're hitting their goals and working on their habits. And I never want to stress them out. I give them ideas and tips and strategies on how to like navigate that event. Um, But I never tell anybody to just um, go all in and eat like an asshole. Yeah. And I see this advice like a lot. And I think it's like super well-intentioned, like just do it. Like you don't want them to worry about it, but you don't also want them to go back to bad habits of, you know, F it, let me stuff myself silly. And sometimes like, you know, if someone's been making really good progress, I never want to tell them to do that. And so my, my thing is always enjoy your time with your family, eat the foods that you love. Um, There are going to be leftovers. You want to enjoy leftovers. Don't stress about it. Just go in with like a relaxed sort of attitude and just know like you're one meal from being right back on track, but never uh, go stuff yourself and enjoy yourself. And then all right, we're back to like really tracking calories again for the next Mm -hmm. two weeks. And a lot of that sounds like what it is, is mental. Like it's a mindset shift of I'm going to enjoy this day. Remembering kind of what you ladies are both talking about, that this is not my only chance ever to eat this food. Like I don't need to eat it all right now just because it's there. Exactly. Um, I can enjoy it. And I like what you said about the idea of eat what you love. Yeah, there will be times that I would be eating like, I don't know, like those crescent rolls, like how much do I love those? Not so much, but like I was eating them and yeah, you know, because they, some, they were there and if somebody loves them, great, they should totally eat them. But um, if not, maybe, maybe don't eat that. And for me, the big rule is always eat until I'm satisfied, not stuffed. Like I yes. don't keep eating just because the food is there. Even yeah. if I love it, if I'm satisfied, like there's no reason to keep putting food in my mouth. And that took some, that took some practice like messing up a bit to get to learn how to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm that person who I'm like, 
I'm I do pretty well most of the time. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like really enjoy myself on Thanksgiving. Most of the time, I'm so busy running around after my freaking kids that I make <laughs> one plate. And then like hours later, like everything's packed up and I'm like, wait, but I want more. Like I didn't, st- like I didn't get enough. <laughs> so is your best advice then find some kids to hang out with? <laughs> find some, find some kids to be in charge of if, of if you don't have your own. Seriously, guys, get some babies, get some toddlers. <laughs> that's actually, that's funny you say that. Cause that's one of my strategies. Tell um, us about that. Not to find children randomly on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Although... Do not go pick up kids. <laughs> <laughs> But but I usually do set a few rules for myself and I have my clients actually make rules for themselves and not like every rule or every client is going to have different rules depending on their preferences and stuff like that. But I like to go into the day with some type of strategy, even if that strategy is, okay, I'm not going to eat calories and I'm just going to eat mindfully and going to eat when I want, as long as they're like making that known ahead of time so that they can Mm -hmm. feel good at the end of the day. Um, but one of the strategies that I like to use is distraction. So like filling the day with more than just sitting next to the food. Um, I know that I've gone through, like, if you go to like a party or you're at Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, and you're like, you're, you're recapping on the day and the food is still out, like you're going to tend to pick at it because it's in Mm -hmm. front of you and it still smells good and it still is going to taste good. But, like, if you go and play those, you know, 60-second games that you were talking about, right, like, minute to minute, yes. that's, like, automatically your mind has shifted from food to games and fun, and you forget about the food. And so, like, sure, maybe you, like, burn a few calories in the process, but really what it comes down to is, like, you're just not sitting next to the thing that has calories. Uh, you're just distracting yourself and enjoying the day, you know, like, the the whole day, yeah, it is a, a food-centered holiday, but it doesn't mean you need to eat yourself into a coma, which I've totally done way too many times on Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the distraction thing and just filling the day with other things, like quality conversations with, with your family that you don't get to see or, like, going for a walk um, after yeah. dinner. That's, like, something I really like to do with my dad um, and my sister is going for, like, a walk after dinner playing games like doing stuff that's not food related and then you can come back to the food obviously but yeah if you're sitting next to the table at least for me if I'm sitting next to a table of food I'm gonna eat it like it's just gonna happen um, I think that's a great strategy Nicole do you have any other um those, of those activity type things that you guys do so taking a walk what else did you say Sam well my I'm playing minute win win it to win it games yeah what else like- what other kind of things do you guys do yeah I mean we just have so like because we do that morning party I'm yeah. just usually like running around trying to get the house clean and like breakfast foods out for people and we're outside and we've got the fire pit and um oh that's nice yeah we basically just like stand around and drink alcohol and make sure no one's kids die <laughs> and so that in itself is that nice. that is important yeah that is definitely <laughs> important I like that um you know something that I remember when I was really struggling years ago um, at parties and things about like not eating too much and like trying to find this balance. Something that I started doing was looking for people who look like they needed help with conversation. Like if you're at a big gathering, like looking for people who like they look like they're struggling or looking for like a mom who's like sitting there with their kid and is kind of bored. I used to hate being the person who had to be like in the toy room by myself watching my baby and there was no one to talk to. And so like I purposely set out to find people who looked like they could use my company to get my mind off of what I was or was not eating. 
So yeah. that's another strategy, kind of taking it off of taking your mind off yourself by thinking about like other people and what they're dealing with is a good way to keep yourself occupied. It's also kind of nice too. So. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> yeah. idea. So, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, okay. So we've talked about some strategies that way. Let's talk more about the mindset then. We talked about the idea of um, not saying this is the only time I could get this food. Are there any other mindset shifts you ladies suggest for the holidays? Uh, oh, actually, yes. Um, for food. So for me, like when I was talking, like going back to when I first started like dieting and understanding like diet culture and eating clean, I went crazy on all that food that I couldn't eat because I felt like I was restricting myself. Um, but now the strategy I use and the one that I encourage my clients to use is like, You've been going to the same Thanksgiving party or Christmas party. It could be any party, right? For probably a while. And you know, like, Aunt Joe definitely makes the best pecan pie. And, like, you look forward to that every year and you have to get a slice. Um, or, like, you know, whatever whatever that thing is for you. So I I encourage myself and clients, like, to just remember what you actually really, really love and, like, look mm. forward to and go for that don't go for like anything that you can eat on any given day. So like, don't go eating like chips, right? Because you can have chips every (laughs) other day of the year. Yeah, sure. Like it's, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but it's, it's available any other day, but like on Thanksgiving, that pecan pie is probably going to be pretty damn good. So like, go for something like that that's actually going to leave you satiated and being you know you look forward to it and then it's there and then you move on um so I like to kind of like pick foods that I wouldn't normally eat myself on a given day and then you know have like pick your portion right so like a slice of pie and then just like step away from it um yeah and kind of creating like some rules for, for yourself just so that you feel like you're in control of the food and the food isn't like taking you over yeah. Yeah. I, I think that. that's really important. Um, go ahead, Nicole. You sound like you were going to say something. I also think that um, you have to eat slow still too. So like, yeah, you know, that's one of my big things is eating slow. And that's what I try and teach my clients. And I think just because it's Thanksgiving and we want to get it all in our belly because it tastes so good, we really need to focus on eating slow because the slower you eat, um, the fuller you're going to feel on less calories. Like you're actually giving your body time um, for your stomach and your mind to connect. And so remembering to eat slow and, you know, have conversations between bites and don't just make it like about shoving food in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important. Okay. So let's transition then from talking about the holidays themselves, you know, because Thanksgiving is literally one day, right? And Christmas is one day. So, but there's this whole season in between that are filled, it's just filled with opportunities for parties and food, right? It's kind of like, it's a lot of food. Yeah. So what kind of strategies, what kind of approach do you and your, your clients take to navigating this last part of the year successfully coming out the other side um, with your goals still intact? Who wants to take that one first? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I, I don't okay. mind. Um, I think the big overarching idea and <clears throat> philosophy I have with that is that it is way more important what you do from January 1st to Thanksgiving than it is what you do from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Even though that's that. a month uh, of time where you can like totally regress and lose a lot of progress, it's only one month in the scheme of 12, right? So 
if you're doing the right things the rest of the year and you have some leniency between Thanksgiving and Christmas or on Thanksgiving and Christmas, whatever, a few days around <laughs> those holidays, it's going to be okay, right? Like, you're you're not going to, like, totally screw up. It's it's not the hugest deal. Um, you know, as long as you're not in, like, a, a prep for anything, it's mm-hmm. fine. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, we all, I think the three of us all promote, like, lifestyle changes um, rather than, like, if this isn't a quick fix, you know? And you want to be able to enjoy all the holidays moving forward so just like trying to do the best you can every day just be consistent and then letting those you know those obstacles just be obstacles and moving on the next day yeah I love that the moving on the next day part I think it's super easy to get stuck in the trap of well I've screwed up now I've already eaten so much and I've been to two parties already this week so why even try like I'll just get back to it in January which is why I really like the mindset of um you know something isn't nothing. So just because I ate like crazy the past two days doesn't mean me eating how I usually do today isn't worth it, you know? So it's still worth it if it's a regular old Tuesday for me to eat just like I usually do in March or September. I don't have to just eat just because, you know, I just ate at three different parties three days in a row. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Like just going all in for a month is such a bad strategy. (laughs) Like, even if you have six bad days and one good day, like that one good day is better than nothing. Um, And I think if anyone is like at the point between Thanksgiving and Christmas where they're saying, I'm going to start on New Year's, like I'm going to start on New Year's, like I call bullshit on that. Like you're not going to start on New Year's. You might start for a couple days, but you're not going to. You have to just start now know that you're going to mess up because you're a human being and that's what we do and we're not perfect. But like saying you're going to start a new year's, like I just, it drives me crazy. Like you just do it now. Yeah. You know, I was just having a conversation with um, somebody who's getting ready to sign on with me as an online client and November is a crazy month for her. So she wanted to start right at the beginning of December. And her question to me was, she's like, this thing that I'm involved in stops the first week of December. Is the second week of December too close to December for me to start this? And I said, no, I actually think it's perfect because life is always going to happen. Decembers are always going to happen. You're going to have to learn to navigate food eventually in December. So start then. Yeah, no, exactly. There's always going to be stuff going on with work and with kids and holidays and it's you know we've got holidays other times of the year too and um I love starting new things when I'm super busy because like it's just I know it's going to be tough but it it just sets you up to make everything else like if you start something during your toughest time it just makes doing other stuff even easier when you're less busy yeah yeah and that makes sense but (laughs) absolutely no it totally does and I, because I think there's this, this, this trap we can get stuck in where we always think there's a better time to start. Like I'm going to, and it's so interesting. I've pointed it out. I had one long-term client and she was always struggling. And finally she, it clicked for her that, you know, she's like, well, the winter is hard for me. I have a little bit of seasonal affective disorder, but when spring hits, it'll be, it'll be easier for me to stay on track. But when spring hits, her kids' activities were ramping up because of what they were in. So that was hard. Well, when summer comes and I'm not so busy running the kids around, it'll be easier. But then when summer came, do you know what her issue was? They didn't have a schedule. And so it was hard to stay on track. And then when the fall hit, we had all of the holidays. And when we made it a solid year around, we talked about everything that happened. And she's like, oh, my gosh, there's never a better time. It's always it's always it's always something. 
Um, With the idea being like, that's not a problem. That's literally the situation. And so we look for solutions to them rather than putting it off because it's it's never going to happen that all the stars align and it's the perfect time to work on your fitness. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Whenever like someone is talking to me about maybe coaching and they start explaining why they have all the things going on and maybe why they shouldn't, my immediate, like, you're not ready. Come back. Mm. You are not ready. Like yeah. you can say, let's just do this. Like if you keep coming up with those excuses, you're not ready yet. And that's okay too. I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to work with people not serious. Um, but if you're that person who's always putting it off and putting it off, like you're just not mentally ready yet to make that change. And I think that just comes from fear, like fear, like what if I fail? What if I can't do it? I've started and stopped so many times. Mm. Um, and I think that's where coaching comes in and, and makes a huge difference. Yeah, I think besides fear, I think it can also literally come from the idea that they really have in their mind that sometime is going to be not like this time. Yeah. You know, like this idea of like there will be some day when the kids are older, when something happens, that it's going to be just the right time. And I yeah. think it just takes some experience of realizing, like my client did, like, oh my gosh, that time is literally never coming. It's not coming. Yeah. Before people can be really ready to be like, I have to do it now because there is no other time. I know. And like, and my question always is to people too, like, I have, I have like a family member who will always say, oh, I'm so busy with this and so busy with that. And it's like, well, what if you got fired from your job? All right. Now you're not busy anymore. Well, no, then I've spent all my time looking for a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Think about your, like, think about your ideal time. Like, what's going on in your ideal time of life? And usually, like, having all this free extra time isn't something you want. Like, you don't mm-hmm. want to there to be nothing going on in your kids' lives. You don't want to not have a job and have to, you know, not have to work. Yeah. Stuff, you know? For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Any more on the mindset piece? Anybody have anything else there? Mm-hmm. If No. All right. So let's talk about... What about some practical strategies? Like what kind of things do you guys, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Um, kind of navigating that time in the holiday season, but not on a holiday itself. Like what kind of strategies can people use um, to keep their calories in check? And one thing that I highly recommend is kind of taking a look at your week and seeing where are the big events? Like what's coming up this week? Sometimes I'll have like three parties in a week and then kind of prioritizing like, all right, am I really going to want the store-bought cookies at this X, Y, and Z event? Is that important to me? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Or, you know, like what, what's going to be important? Where do I want to make sure I have some extra calories? And then banking those calories. You know, if I have a couple of days in a row with nothing going on, maybe I'll eat a little bit lighter. Or maybe on the day of the event, I'll focus a little more on vegetables and lean protein or have my clients do that. And then when they hit this event, knowing like, hey, I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of extra calories banked. What kind of strategies do you ladies use for, for those situations? Do you want to go first, Nicole? Um, sure. Okay. So like one thing I always recommend is if you're going to a party is to never go on an empty stomach. Mm. So have a protein shake or have a protein bar on the way. And I do this. I'll be going out to dinner with friends. And I'll literally eat a protein bar in the car on the way. And sometimes I'm like, well, do I want to eat this? Because then I might be too full. But there's always like cocktails and uh, it always takes longer than you think. So if you're like driving there and you're hungry and then you get there and you realize you're not actually going to sit down to eat till eight o'clock. Well, now you're starving 
And if you're drinking, now you're drinking on an empty stomach, which is going to like lead to a wicked hangover. So for me, and what I tell my clients is to always have a protein shake or a protein bar, like never show up there um, hungry. And I think most people, regardless of where you are in your health journey, know not to go grocery shopping on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. And I think 95% of people don't do that. Like, that's just like something everybody knows. You just don't go grocery shopping on an empty stomach, but no one ever thinks about it when they like go out to a nice dinner or to a party. Yeah. And I think I can come back to the idea that they're trying to save some calories up, but I totally agree. Like going in completely famished is a bad plan because then it's so hard to make rational choices because we're just so overly hungry. Yeah. You're hangry at that point. Yeah. I think that's a great strategy. How about you, Sam? What do you suggest? Um, I think like two overarching ideas. One is if you know that say Thanksgiving, so Thanksgiving's on Thursdays. So maybe eating a little bit lower calorie on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like that's not a, um, that's not out of the question and like just calorie cycling and, you know, eating a lot more protein on those days and just like eating a little bit lighter and being okay with, with hunger on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then having some more flexibility and wiggle room with your calories because you've kind of like, like you said, banked them um, mm-hmm. and giving yourself some more freedom to enjoy a little bit more than you typically would. Um, that's thinking like, I guess, like week long strategy. And then day of, um, for me, I, I love like eating within like a time window or, you know, like intermittent fasting, I guess, um, but not having, you know, any like crazy restrictions so if my like usually my thanksgiving dinner happens at like one like it's more like a thanksgiving lunch Mm -hmm. um i'll just typically not eat until then or i'll just have like a protein shake right before Mm -hmm. um and i'll drink a fuck ton of water so (laughs) keeping yourself super hydrated um so that you're not mistaking thirst for hunger and also just like going into it not already like pre-snacking and eating a bunch of stuff beforehand um that's usually my strategy is like waking up you know going for a walk or just doing some type of movement to kind of set the tone for the day even if it's just like you do 10 push-ups on your floor right like you're just kind of like getting into that um that mindset and then chugging water and just you know filling your morning with whatever whatever is happening um, and opting for high protein snacks or a shake or whatever it is, uh, because more often than not, Thanksgiving dinner tends to be pretty carb and fat heavy, despite it being, you know, centered around a turkey. It's usually more about the size. Like, there's the so minimal. Um, there's it's, such a minimal amount of turkey on my plate. It's I not know. even funny. Like yeah, size. I eat a ton of the turkey. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I love like turkey and great. I eat the turkey gravy stuffing and like green bean casserole like that's literally all I get yeah because I love those things and I like I don't eat them all the time so yeah I only like the turkey when it's smothered in some of the other stuff that's when I I mean not that I don't like it but that's what I look forward to is the other yeah, stuff same. going going on top of the turkey uh, yeah, it's like making a Thanksgiving sandwich in each bite that you take <laughs> yeah exactly exactly what yeah. it's like so let's talk a bit about exercise during this busy time then I think for me and for the clients that I work with, I suggest, the, again, the same principle of remembering that something isn't nothing and having a little bit of flexibility in like what is acceptable for yourself is really important. You know, maybe you won't have time to do your exact full workout, but knowing that it still works really well to get in, you know, a 15 minute circuit 
is I think, I think it's super, I think it's a really important switch in your mind rather than saying like, screw it. I can't, I can't work out today. I can't work out tomorrow either. I'm just too busy, but making the time and saying like, I'm going to work out for 10 minutes in my living room. I'm going to do this, this quick circuit, I think is really important. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I like doing something. And usually for me, that's like a nice long walk or like a really short jog or a body weight circuit. And yeah, it takes no more than like 20 minutes total with stretching, like just something. Um, and that's also like, I think it's helpful too to not like, it doesn't need to be intense. You don't need to be like drenched in sweat. It's more just to like get your body like moving because you're going to be sitting for a lot of the day. Let's be real. Like whether it be watching football or sitting at the table or just having a conversation, like you're going to be pretty, you know, uh, not, you're going to be stagnant a lot. So yeah, getting your joints mobile is also just going to make you feel better. For sure. And I'm more even talking about this whole season, like the whole month of December, kind of keeping that attitude of like, you know, like maybe I'm not going to get in four workouts that are an hour each, but I'm going to get in like three 20 minute things, you know, having the idea of that, that's still really good. It keeps your habits up for one and it can still do, it can still go a heck of a long way towards your progress versus saying, screw it. I'm not doing anything if I can't do what, what I usually do. Yeah. And I would say too, like if you're someone who's regularly strength training, then like the week of Christmas, take a deload week, like don't even work out and use that as like your week to reset because trying to be like good on your workouts that like week or two before Christmas is next to impossible. It's like every single day you remember another person that you need to get a present for. You have no <laughs> reason to like run to the mall or store and like, especially if you're like me and you have young kids, then it's super tough to juggle workouts and getting all the stuff done mm-hmm. for the kids' school and for your house and everybody you know and their gifts. Because like, my husband doesn't help with any of that. Like, he doesn't even know what goes on. Like, if that's all. What? On, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Mine doesn't either. <laughs> he doesn't. He worries. Like, no, so mine doesn't he, at all. All he does is like, get me, like, get me stuff and I take care exactly. of Exactly. He gets um, you and you take care of 25 people. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. That's how it goes, Sam. <laughs> that's how, that's how it goes. <laughs> but, but my husband gets, like, I will say, my husband's, like, the best gift giver, like, for me. And I'm a terrible gift giver to him. So, like, usually <laughs> my gifts are, like, really well thought out and, like, awesome. So, you know, it, I'm fine to do it all. But, like, yeah. for me, like, if if I'm, like, really going hard in my strength training workouts at CrossFit or whatever, like – that's a perfect week to just like have a week where I don't work out at all. And maybe I'm just like foam rolling and getting on the lacrosse ball and stretching every single day for like 15 minutes at home. And I'm Mm -hmm. taking that week to reset and know that um, I can do that. And that I'm going to focus on getting all my shit done for the holidays and not worrying about it. Yeah. I think taking it like kind of just a natural deload week is, is an option as well for sure. Um, You know, I think it kind of goes back to, the idea that different things work for different people and knowing, um, knowing what works for you. For me, I, I really, I look forward to the time in the gym. So for me, like being able to just do a little something does a lot to just keep my spirits up. You know, it's just, I like that. And for some people, like what they would prefer would be what you said. And just being like, you know what, for this week, I'm just taking, I'm just taking a deload week. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about food pushers. Has this been something that has come up in your life, guys? Have you dealt with food pushers at holidays? Ooh. Yeah, I think so. You know what I deal with? I'll get people who 
they're not pushing me to eat bad food, but they see me eating what they think is bad food, like pizza or whatever. And they'll be like, can't believe you eat that. Thought you were like a new person guru. And I'm like, bro, bite me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I can literally see you actually saying that. (laughs) Like, it's so annoying. Like, leave me alone. I can eat whatever I want. Why is it your business? By the way, I'm way leaner than you. So it works. <laughs> so what do you do about that? When people comment on your body or your food or what you're eating or what you're not eating. I think all of that has happened to me a lot. Like you're too thin. You're too fat. Don't, don't, um, don't start looking like a man. I see you uh, work out a lot. Uh, you're eating too much or wow. I can't believe that all these comments. What do you do when people comment on your food or your body? I mean, I just kind of blow it off. Like when somebody does that, it's, I think it's like insecurity from them, like on for themselves, you know? So I try and look like if somebody wants to try and make me feel bad, I always tell myself like, that's because they feel bad on the inside. Mm. And now I feel bad for them. And so that's how I try and look at it. Like versus getting really mad. And sometimes I'll get like really mad and annoyed and then, I have to just kind of tell myself like that, you know, this isn't a reflection, like what people say about me, like their views of me isn't not reality. Do you know what I mean? If they do say something bad. Yeah. I think having that idea in mind that it often has way more to do with where they're at and how they're feeling about whatever's going on with them than about you is really important. Yeah. And I have people who ask me questions about other people's physique. What do you think they're doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's none of my damn business what they're doing. And it's none of your damn business. And I've said this before. Like, don't ask me about so-and-so's body. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's their body. That's their business. Yeah. Sam, what's your take on that about what, what to do when people comment on your food or your body or what you are or aren't eating? Um, I, go, I mean, I guess people have commented on both ways. Like, I think I shared this with you, like, the other – week I had a Halloween party I was eating Oreos and someone said something to me like oh are you like on your cheat meal and I was like (laughs) no honey no no just eating an Oreo like this is normal um and they like were surprised and I actually just didn't have the mental energy to go into it so I just like left it alone I was like nope I just eat these this is the thing I do and um I think I try. I used to get frustrated or upset or whatever when I would hear comments about, you know, whatever, whether it was like judgment or criticism about me or my preferences. But at the end of the day, I just kind of realized like I'm living my life for me. Um, and it doesn't really matter what people think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, right, like you're you know you're dying on your deathbed are you gonna care what betty said about you you and your your legs or you and the pizza you ate like no it doesn't matter yeah and so i i try to just like keep that view in mind when i get a comment like that or if someone's like oh you're not gonna eat that why because you're dieting and whatever it is i'll just kind of like I, I tend to kill people with kindness and not retaliate in like an asshole way because it never it's it's never like beneficial to anyone um and I'll just be like yeah actually I'm just like trying to eat to make me feel good and you like it will be really hard for someone to respond to that in a way 
in like a good way because if I'm saying I'm doing something to make me feel good and then they respond they respond with like oh well that's stupid I'll be like actually you just made yourself sound stupid by saying that so you know so it's just it's more just about making it about me like oh yeah like I'm just choosing choosing this because I want this and yeah there's there's almost no like argument left anymore. Like you can yeah. eat what you want. I'm eating what I want, and I'm not criticizing you. So just leave me alone. <laughs> Which is such a reasonable thing. Like you eat what you want, and I'll eat what I want. But it doesn't always work out that way, right? That people people often have lots to say about our food. I yeah. like that. Uh, I like what you said about trying to make it so there's just no way to argue. I know one thing that can really help with that is just saying, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not hungry. I'm already full." Because like, there's literally no way somebody can argue with that. If somebody's trying to like give you extra dessert, or you're, you know, you're at the office and they just want you to, they want you to eat whatever it is they want you to eat. Just saying like, "Oh, I'm not hungry. I already ate." Like nobody can argue with that, right? They can't be like, "You're not hungry." Like, yeah. yes, you are. Eat my thing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> rather than trying to explain like, "Well, you know, I'm doing this thing and I'm trying to eat healthy or whatever it is," you know, I'm trying to eat fewer calories. Just saying like, you know, "Oh, thank you, but I'm I'm not really hungry right now." Is yeah, one of those non-arguable things. So right. I think it's always a good way to go. I think it's also what Nicole said too. Usually, if someone is giving you shit or is criticizing you or you know talking about your decisions. Um, usually it's a reflection of them um, and their inward own insecurity. And I think like I've learned that from being that person who criticized someone in the past and then learning like, oh, it's actually because I'm unhappy or there's something going on in my life and I want a reaction from someone to make me feel a little bit better. And like, yeah, that's just not good. Like, don't. Yeah, I totally Um, agree. But I've done it, you know, like I'm totally guilty of doing it in the past. But yeah, I try to be a better person by it, you know, and and not do that and not tolerate it. (laughs) For sure. I would also say, too, is don't bring up if you're on a diet or you're trying to watch what you eat. Because I think a lot of people, too, like if they get on a diet and they start to see progress, they get super excited about it. Yes. And because they're hyper focused on it, it's all they want to talk about. And so when you start talking about this thing, like your diet, you're going to get a bunch of questions and Mm -hmm. then people are going to start chiming in with the things that worked for them and their opinions. And people have such strong opinions about nutrition, even though they don't even know what they're talking about most of the time, they get very upset. It's like nutrition is like politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like all these, there's all these different sides. Everybody thinks they're right. And so if you're in a program or dieting, like don't even start talking about it at the event. Like if you don't bring attention to it, you won't get attention for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's solid advice. I like that a lot. Um, Okay. So this is what I thought would be fun for us to do to wrap up here, ladies. What great ideas, and I'll start since I I literally just thought of this. And so, uh, so I'm going to give you guys some time to think about it. So I'll talk first. What are some holiday gift ideas you guys have in the nutrition and fitness realm that people could buy for those who uh, might be interested in health and fitness? So I'm going to give you guys two, and you can think about it. So I actually already know what one of my Christmas presents is because my my kid is really bad about opening packages when they come. So I don't. Um, and he opened it and brought it in. He's like, "What's this?" And I was like, "Oh." that's my Christmas present. So my husband is also a really good gift giver and he's really good about asking what I want. And I called him a few weeks ago. I don't know if you guys saw Brett Contreras announced this new gadget he made. Have you seen it? And it, I don't even remember what it's called, but it looks like a letter T and you can use it as, um, 
like a homemade kettlebell almost. You use your weight plates and you can put the plates on it. And then you hold this handle that looks like a letter T. So you can make super heavy kettlebells without actually buying a full set of kettlebells, um, you know, that are all kinds of crazy weights. So I'm super excited about it. And I know I, and I, know I already have it <laughs> because I saw it. So that's my, that's my first one. So I don't know what it's called, but if you go to, I think it's on his um, Glute Lab website. I think that's where I um, where I saw it. Yeah, I so saw that So check too. that out. Cool. Do you do you happen to remember what it's called, Sam? Um, let's see. That was the I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I remember. The, uh, so anyway, if you look up yeah, the Glute Lab or look up Brett Contreras, and he'll he's definitely talking about it. So I'm super excited about that one. And then my one of my other very favorite nutrition gadgets. I use it all the time. Is my salad chopper. I've had like all kinds of videos on my. Um, on my stories of me using it. It's that brand OXO. I never know whether that's OXO or OXO, but you guys know what I'm talking about, yeah. that brand of kitchen products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a salad chopper. It looks like a pizza cutter, but it's a double bladed one. And it comes with this giant bowl and it makes the perfect salad. So those would be my two health and fitness Christmas gift suggestions. Nicole, what do you have? Um, hmm. I would probably say, so my favorite thing in the kitchen is my pizza cutter that my husband ordered off Amazon like a year or two ago. So um, I think everybody should have a really good pizza cutter because cutting pizza with a fork and knife is like nails <laughs> on a chalkboard. Right. And if you have young kids and you're, you guys eat pizza all the time. And so this pizza cutter is really awesome. So I would probably do that. Um, now, do you make like homemade pizza too? Sometimes, yeah. I will buy the um, the dough like I think Pillsbury makes this like thin crust dough and like a long tube that you can just like literally roll out I'll get that and the kids will they'll do their sauce and their cheese and that's that's the extent of our pizza making okay yeah and and then I know what else like I don't know what I like maybe I get workout clothes for my husband sometimes so just like maybe a new workout outfit or something yeah, yeah. do you have a certain brand you like or do you use all kinds um he likes um like Reeboks has like a good CrossFit line. Like they have these really good CrossFit shorts. So usually I'll buy those for him. Got it. How about you, Sam? Ooh, um, I love having like a really nice water bottle um, or like giving, you know, like those swell bottles or anything to just make you drink more water um, that mm -hmm. you like bringing around. That's always like a, a great gift. Um, also like, uh, cookbooks. I love like physical cookbooks Yeah, me and too. like healthier or like high protein or like, you know, just like healthier swaps and, um, and options to your favorite meals. Like that's, that's like one of the best gifts I think, because you still get to enjoy and eat food, but you can just do it eating a little bit less calories, get you closer yeah. to your goals. Sam, what was that cookbook you showed me when I was at your house? It was really like you had just gotten it. Oh, the clean like sweets. Is that what's what it was? Yeah. Was it like high protein desserts perhaps? Yeah. It yeah. It was yeah. really it's great. I've been, <laughs> I've been making too many of them. Um, yeah, it's called and it's called clean sweets. Yeah, clean sweets. Yep. All right. Um and I think one more thing. This is kind of like um it's not like the most fun gift, but it is useful. Um is like a food scale. So yeah. I 
didn't have a food scale for a while and then when I got a food scale it was kind of life-changing in terms of understanding portions like actually um because yeah. like a tablespoon of peanut butter on my spoon versus a tablespoon of peanut butter versus what the scale says it's like big difference. <laughs> it's like a whole lot different and also really disappointing but and also really disappointing <laughs> and heartbreaking yeah because <laughs> I freaking love it but it's the truth for sure so that's yeah, good, I love like, that yeah food scale one. that's a really good one wait sure. ladies I have an idea okay uh why don't we like put together a quick little blog post that we can put up with um all of these ideas in it with links. Yeah, yeah that's a great idea. Just Let's so people do that. have it. Yeah. 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 I'd also add on there an Accumobility ball. Sam, you used mine. Oh, it's it's amazing. I think you so, cured my my uh <laughs> tight glute. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. So have you have you used one, Nicole? No, I pretty much on my glutes I use a lacrosse ball. I use a yeah. yellow uh Mike Vacanti lacrosse ball. <laughs> okay, yeah, and it's just like that, except it has a flat bottom, so then you don't have the fun game of chase the lacrosse ball all around the room, oh, yeah. which is how I spent a lot of my time. <laughs> so I really like it, and it's great for, like Sam said, she was sitting on it. It helps with your glutes. I use it on my shoulder. I love that thing. So Accumobility Ball, we'll get that on the list too. Cool. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for being here today. I uh, appreciated our discussion. I hope everyone has gotten some ideas for how to navigate this holiday season. I think that the most important thing to remember is that it's a time to be enjoyed and you don't want to be spending the whole time worried about your food and your progress. And I think maybe a good way to end is what Sam said is what you do between January and November is way more important than what you do between Thanksgiving and and January. Did Mm -hmm. I say that right, Sam? I feel like I got that a little bit wrong. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) It's pretty much just like between Christmas and Thanksgiving is more important than Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's how how it's supposed to go. That was good. It's way better that way. It's like, you know, when you tell a joke and you like get the joke part of the way and then the person listening is like, I'm not listening anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's not even funny. (laughs) Well, thank you for saving me there, Sam. All right, ladies, we will We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of the decades of strength Woo. and we will surprise we will surprise you with what we're talking about awesome Hell yeah all right all right, all right. bye ladies bye. bye guys thank you so much for joining us here for this episode of the decades of strength podcast i sure hope you enjoyed it And if you did, if you found value in it, I would love it and so greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. It helps to get this podcast to other people. Very excited about sharing our message about sustainable, sane fitness and nutrition and weight loss, no matter what your age. Thanks so much for being here and I'll see you next time on the Decades of Strength podcast.